previously on the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. He comes, interferes, helps Roman win. He acknowledges the Tribal Chief, drops the North America Championship, and is officially a part of the bloodline. It was the first time that a stable held championship across all three brands. Then we get to Crown Jewel. Usos retain again. Roman retains against Logan Paul. We have War Games. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. It is Sunday, June 11th, and you know what that means. It is time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. Yes, it is Sunday. Just couldn't get the job done uh, yesterday on my, my normal recording date, but it is I, and I made that choice. Jeremy Pierce, welcome, welcome, welcome to the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I appreciate you all for listening, for watching. You know, you can check me out on the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram and the 215 on Twitter. Don't forget about the coffee and Patreon pages as all donations are welcome and greatly, greatly appreciated. But today's show, seeing as how we have Collision coming up the debut of Collision AEW's quote-unquote true secondary show, Sorry Rampage. I thought we'd take a look back at WCW Thunder, have a nice little retrospective on the Thursday night show. This was WCW's answer to SmackDown, which was Smack, which is WWE's secondary show. And uh, we'll see why Thunder failed, the good, and a lot of the bad. But for now, you know what's next, so just go on and hit my music. All right, all right, all right. Let's just dive right into the news. And um, that's pretty, pretty nifty this week. So first things first, uh, the WWE has partnered with Twitch. Uh, they're going to kind of do things in the vein of the Manning cast, which which sparked this uh, partnership. Remember, and this was the WWE and Twitch had a really really rocky road, so we'll see how things uh, transpire. It will they will begin this, I believe this Monday coming up for Monday Night Raw. Uh, if you've seen Dark Side of the Ring, you know it can get really really deep and yeah something happened so we have the chris candido episode coming up and of course two major major people involved in chris candido's life with francine who i absolutely love and adore and tammy lynn sitch and they've kind of gotten into a war of words uh sunny's tammy lynn sitch twitter account started firing shots at francine and francine's like well what did i do how did i trash what did I speak that wasn't true? This is going to be um, very, very interesting. You know me. I'm team Francine. I've always loved her. An update on the MLW versus WWE lawsuits. Uh, There's more, more delays. Um, the reason for this is unavailability of their legal representation. WWE's. So. 
Um, we'll see what transpires. Remember, this lawsuit came about with MLW saying that they, they blocked the, uh, them from uh, reaching other streaming platforms. Uh, and some sad news you all may have heard. The legendary Iron Sheik has passed away. He was 81 years old. This man was truly larger than life. This man was a goat and a true legend of the business. AEW is discussing a very... Um, important dream match that we've been talking about for years for Forbidden Door. Uh, we're probably still not going to get it, but it, it will be Kenta versus CM Punk. We don't know if this match is going to happen. Nothing's been scheduled. Nothing's been planned. Kenta's fine with the match. He just wants to get paid, but this is a match that we have been clamoring for four years, and CM Punk needs to be on the Forbidden Door card. Uh, AEW has also talked with Stardom about getting some talent onto the event. The main issue hampering that is that Stardom has a show that very same weekend, and a lot of Stardom talent do not have Canadian visas. Uh, it just doesn't feel right to not have Stardom be on the show. But I, I kind of expect Willow Nightingale to be on the show. She is the New Japan Women's Strong champion so there's your new japan women's representation young rock has been canceled by abc after three seasons um they had a good run it, it sucks but you know shows get canceled a lot um moving it to friday nights really didn't help because it was going head to head with smackdown what was nbc thinking like you're, you're partnering with the dirty why would you move young rock to fridays that just doesn't make sense roosh has announced that he has parted ways with AAA, and uh, he is completely independent, but obviously he will be featured a lot in AEW on the injury. Tip Santana has teased uh, 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 his in-ring return with the video drop. Uh, I'm hoping he and, or and he and Ortiz can kind of um, patch things up because I really, really like the Proud and Powerful. They were my favorite Tacting for a long time in AEW. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki, she is out with a neck injury. Uh, she has withdrawal from the TJPW event on June 11th. We don't know the severity of her injury, uh, but she's a solid, solid talent. And on the rating side, Raw this past week brought in 1.8 million views with a .56 in the 18 to 49 demo. That is up in both the viewership and the demo, so the Seth Rollins era is getting off to a very, very good start. Dynamite, their ratings, they pulled in 903,000 views with a .33 and the 18-49 demo. Sorry, yeah. Um, that is a little bit down from the viewership, but definitely up in the demographic. So uh, maybe the ratings can climb a little bit more as we make our way towards Forbidden Door. And the... Dynamite ratings in the UK have declined tremendously. And this is right before they have the all-in show. It's not good news. Not, not, not good news. SmackDown this past week, they did 2.2 million viewers with a .57 and 18 to 49 demo. That's down in the viewership. Uh, it looks like the demo is up a little bit. But SmackDown's going to want to consistently do very, very good ratings. And Rampage... Uh, ratings day went down this week. They pulled in 262,000 viewers. That is the fast national. It's not good. 
Um, it sucks because the rampage last week, not not this past Friday, with the uh, women's main event, which was a fun fun match. The main the show with the four championship matches that was just a really really good show. Um, they need to figure out something, but that's the news, and we shall be right back. Let's dive into the week in review, shall we? And also get ready because coming this week, I'm going to get a big update on the channel. But for now, let's get to this week in review. Monday Night Raw, we're holding water, kind of just staying pat until Money in the Bank. Seth opens up the show with his open challenge, and Damian Priest answers. He comes out to the ring with Finn. Uh, he agrees to Seth's terms that he will fight alone, which Finn had an issue with um damien played the, the played the 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 face here but one do not break up the judgment day two i think this is just a means to an end to get the get uh to a finn versus seth match because that is probably the biggest match you can do for the world championship right now becky lynch defeated Sonya deville to qualify for money in the bank zoe trish and chelsea Green were all ringside and and uh, Becky overcame the odds. Imperium confronts K KO and Sammy. And once again, KO's like, we didn't call for you. You stopped breaking the rules. Uh, Gunther defeated KO. And a really solid match. And Imperial confronts Riddle backstage. And they get laid out. Minus Gunther. Uh, Ronda and Shayna defeated Caden Carter and Katana Chance, who are making their debut. We had a new video uh, kind of reintroducing Johnny Gargano. We had one for Candice LeRae the previous week. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet ended in a no contest after Bronson Reed took them both out. Maxine Dupree, now officially a part of the Alpha Academy, will be fighting Valhalla in the near future. Come to find out, Maxine Dupree was actually injured. Um, and it kind of helped elevate her to the main roster. We had a Miz TV with Cody. Um, they, you know, just normal standard stuff. Uh, and this, this pretty much was used to set up a new feud between Miz and Dom, as Cody brought out. I mean, as Miz brought out uh, Dom. So Cody and Dom will have a nice little mini feud to hold Cody over until he fights Brock one more time. Dom slapped Cody, and then Cody hit the Miz. Zoe Stark uh, defeated Natalya to qualify for the Money in the Bank. Ladder match. Paul Heyman says Jey Uso will make his decision on Friday. And Desheer squashed Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, which sucks because I want more for Shelton and Cedric. I guess the Hurt Business reunion is officially done. And in the main event, Seth Rollins retained the World Heavyweight Championship over Damian Priest after Finn showed up, much to the chagrin of Damian. Remember, he wanted to do this alone. Uh, Finn and Seth have a stare down after the match. This match, the show gets a Fist over on Dynamite, we build towards Forbidden Door. Uh, Orange Cassidy retained the International Championship against Swerve. And now, listen, I really thought Swerve was going to win. I thought it was just, it just made sense for Swerve to win. But Orange Cassidy retains once again. The dude is just on a roll. Uh, the Mogul Affiliates, then Mogul Embassy comes out and attacks uh, Orange Cassidy after the match. But Sting and Darby Allin scare them away. The BCC defeats Chaos. Hangman Page and the Young Bucks challenge them to a match next week. MJF and Adam Cole have some words. MJF comes out, you know, does his thing. Cole comes out. And he's pretty much the next challenger for uh, MJF World Championship. Jungle Hook defeated Los Ingobles. Uh But Hook was... Uh, Jungle, uh, Jungle Boy was a little bit more aggressive 
here, if I do say so myself. I'm kind of expecting a heel turn, actually, for Jungle Boy. Wouldn't it be poetic if Jungle Boy turns heel and then ends up teaming with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage? Takeshi does uh, want to squash mess and then Don Callis says, so tell the truth. I'm on Kenny Omega. Chris Statley to retain the TNT TBS championship over Anna J. In the main event, Jay White defeated Ricky Starks after the guns came out and helped. Hmm. Now you're wondering, well, wow, with the guns. Hell, remember the guns had beef with FTR, who now have beef with Ricky and Jay White. Impact Wrestling had their against all odds go home show. The show gets a fist. Chris Bay defeated Jason Hotch. Dango explains himself some more. He, he just wants to be serious at this point. Uh, Heath gets a WOVO reformed. OVE reforms and they're ready for the design. Joe Hendry defeats Sheldon uh, Gene. Hendry then challenges Dango to a match. Plays him a video making fun of him saying, you know, he's a, he, he went from beating Jericho WrestleMania to being the fashion police and getting rejected on Total Divas and this, that, and the third. He's then attacked by Kenny King and Sheldon Jean, but Santino makes the safe and he even hits the, the Cobra on Sheldon. The Coven retained the tag team champ, the women's tag team championships over the Death Dolls. I don't know how many times we're going to keep doing this match. I, I want the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships to be defended outside of the company. Alex Shelley, we got, got him a hype video. Trey Miguel defeated Gujar. Trinity and Deanna Peraza had a sit-down interview kind of explaining the motivations for their tag match uh, at Against All Odds. And Moose and Rich Swan defeated Nick Aldis and Jonathan Gresham are Against All Odds a card and match results on the pre-show Kylan King defeated Nevia and Joe Hendry retained the Digital Media Championship against Dirty Dango. So there you go. Uh, on the main show, main card, Frankie Kazarian defeated Eddie Edwards. Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeats the Good Hands, retaining the Impact Tag Team Championships. Masha Slamovich defeated Killer Kelly in a dog collar match, and they showed respect for each other. So here is a new women's tag team, which I'm expecting to happen. Uh, uh, happen. Chris Sabin defeats Trey Miguel, winning the X Division Championship. Nick Aldis wins the 8-4-1 match, becoming the number one contender to the Impact World Championship. Uh, just to explain, a 4-1 match is a 4-on-4 tag team match with the winning team then facing each other immediately in a fatal four-way, and that winner becomes the number one contender. So Nick Aldis' team was him, Jonathan Gresham, Heath, uh, Nick Aldis, Jonathan Gresham, Heath, and who am I missing? <laughs> they defeated Mike Bell. Oh, Bully Ray. They defeated Mike Belly, Moose, Rich Swan and PCO, and then uh, Nick Aldis won the Fatal Four Way. Um, Trinity and Deanna Peraza defeated Giselle Sell and Savannah Evans. OVO defeated The Design in an Ohio Street fight. And in a shocking turn of events, Alex Shelley defeated Steve Macklin to become the Impact World Champion. Congratulations to Alex Shelley. Uh, Ring of Honor. Bunch of matches, a bunch of good stuff. Uh, the normal people won. I was really excited to see uh, Willow Nightingale versus Rachel Ellering. That was a solid match. Cloud Fletcher continues to impress. Lee Mirardi gets a W. Mercedes Martinez gets a W. Um, on the storyline front, uh, Tony Khan has announced that Stokely Hathaway and Jerry Lynn will be the board of directors making matches, but they will still answer to Tony Khan. Uh, after after Kiera Hogan's match, uh, Athena tried to attack her with a kendo stick, but Kiera got the upper hand. And the Dark Order got their W over Shane Taylor and the Rehearsman, but the Righteous and Stu Grayson are not impressed. I want them to be a little bit more aggressive over on SmackDown. 
We have Jay's Choice and the show gets a fist. Paul Heyman set and Solo are already in the ring. Jay comes out and Heyman's like, listen, Roman is actually building up to replace him as the tribal chief in the future. And to prove it, you have a championship match against Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Uh, Jay tells Solo that he can't forget, he may not be able to forgive him for attacking Jimmy. Um, and Jay does, still doesn't make his choice. Santos Escobar defeats Ali to qualify for Money in the Bank. Sami Zayn tries to set Jay straight once again. The women's tag team titles will be unified, uh, which I called. And it will see Isla Dawn and uh, Kaylee Ray, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, taking on Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, the main roster women's tag team champions. Uh, Shayna and Ronda tried to attack, but Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray got the upper hand. Uh, Bailey qualifies for the Money in the Bank match, defeating Mi Chen. This match was two minutes, and it's, I'm so upset. Besides the opening qualifying match, all the other matches were short. Uh, Scarlett and Karrion Cross attack AJ at ringside. Bianca wants Oscar, and Adam Pearce says, Listen, I'll give you a rematch. Let me present Oscar with his new championship. Bianca, fair and balanced. Okay, cool. Oscar gets a new championship, and the Raw Women's Championship is now the WWE Women's Championship. So we will see what happens with Ronda's championship on Monday. I'm ex- And Oscar's championship looks like Roman's. I'm expecting Rhea's to look like Seth's. Um, and right as Oscar's about to speak, guess who shows up? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte's going to Charlotte. She was a title match, and guess what? She gets a title match, and I'm just I'm over it. And Bianca is rightfully pissed. And Paul and uh, Adam Pearce says he will figure it out. Jay Uso tells Paul Heyman that if Jay's in the bloodline, Paul Heyman is not in the bloodline. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams were ringside for Baron Corbin's money to make qualifying match against Butch, which won. Cameron Grimes attacked Corbin backstage after that. Io Sky and Shotzi had their qualifying match for the money to bank, and Io won that. Austin Theory is upset that he didn't, that he he was the last to find out about the championship match, but that's okay, he's going to win. Um, Adam Pearce sets up a tag team gauntlet, and Theory defeats. Uh, Jay retaining the championship after Pretty Deadly Solo and Jimmy gets involved with Jimmy accidentally super kicking his own brother. But Solo attacked Jimmy too. Over on Rampage, Bandito and the Lucha Brothers defeated the firm thanks to the Hardy Party, saying that they're upset with Ethan Page. Hobbs won a squash match. Wartlow and R. Anderson say they would deal with Christian after attacking, attacking Brock. Uh, they claimed that Billy Gunn defeated the Spanish Announce Project. Jeff, Karen Jarrett, and uh, uh, Jay Lethal will take on Mark Briscoe, Aubrey Edwards, and Papa Briscoe. What? And in the main event, Sky Blue won a fatal four-way, defeating Nyla Rose, Mercedes Martinez, and Britt Baker to become the number one contender to Tony Storm's Women's Championship. This was great. She was so overcome with emotion. The crazy part is, this was Sky Blue's first win on television, not including you know, dark, dark elevation. Um, Ring of Honor. This is Sky Blue's first win on either Dynamite or Rampage. That's crazy. Our matches of the week from Raw: Gunther versus Kevin Owens in a fun, fun sprint. Um, Gunther had to use the a surprise roll up to win, which shows you just how good Kevin Owens truly is. Because Gunther has been on the roll and has not had to do that. From Dynamite: Orange Cassidy versus Swerve Strickland. <laughs> excuse me for the International Championship. And once again, man. 
Orange Cassidy is on a roll. Go watch this match from against all odds. Masha Slamovich versus Killer Kelly in a dog collar match for also from against all odds. Eight for one match. And finally, the main event of against all odds. Steve Macklin versus Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship, which was also, also great. And our stars of the week double up. We're going to double up. Orange Cassidy for his just amazing run that he's on right now and Alex Shelley becoming the new world champion but that is the news my friends and we shall be right back WCW Thunder (sighs) this show Kind of signaled the beginning of the end for WCW. Thunder was WCW World Championship Wrestling secondary show, much like SmackDown. So, what we're going to today, we're going to dive just into it a little bit about the creation, um, the hits, the misses, why it just failed you know what i mean so let's 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 just dive into it so wcw was on top of the game feuding with the wwe during the monday night wars right and wcw was extremely extremely popular their primary show monday nights monday nitro ted turner wanted to create a second show he wanted a new show came up with the idea for thunder right and it would air on tbs another turner station um originally it was called thursday thunder i for some reason still call it thursday night thunder just because i'm used to saying monday night raw friday night smackdown um but it just dropped thunder dropped the name dropped the thursday and just called it thunder and great like solid right um because there was a similar program on espn called saturday night thunder that's for racing so executive vp eric bischoff was reluctant to produce another two-hour show but time warner wcw's parent company was undering a higher feature which prevented bischoff from bringing in additional people to run the show it's your first mistake right there Second, he felt that he felt that WCW did not have enough talent to produce another show and risked overexposing them and making storylines less significant. Again, as much as Bischoff had failed at wrestling, he has succeeded. This was a very good point right here. And third, according to Bischoff, TBS refused to pay the cost of producing Thunder. Which was 12 to 15 million a year. So you want a second show, but you don't want to pay for a second show. This is like a complete contrast to them right now with Dynamite and Collision and Rampage. So Bishop decided he can make the show work by expanding the revenue from house show business. And Bishop was given permission to sign Bret Hart. Specifically to perform on Thunder. 
So that's a smart that's a smart move right there. Thunder started out live but ended up being taped due to the complaints of the wrestlers over travel demands. Remember, SmackDown for the longest time was taped. SmackDown was taped on Tuesdays, aired on fr- aired on Thursdays, then aired on Fridays. Um, so tapings were expanded to four hours. You did two hours live, and then the two hours were for next week. Thunder debuted on January eighth, nineteen ninety-eight, and drew a four point. 0-2 in the Nielsen ratings. That's really good. And the first match that ever happened on Thunder was Chris Adams defeating the Macho Man Randy Savage. And he had Miss Elizabeth with him. Adams pinned Randy after a chair from Lex Luthor. And a match decision was reversed by the chairman commissioner. J.J. Dillon. Thunder in 98 consistently had one of the highest ratings on cable. At one time, rivaling Thursday Night Football on ESPN. The December 3rd, 1998 Thunder episode scored a 3.7 going head-to-head with an NFL game. And that game drew a 4.5 rating. Thunders and success in 98 included ticket sales, live events being sold out, gates reaching over $100,000. They sold out the Fargo Dome in North Dakota. So things were great. But then came 2000-2001. Thunder had switched from Thursdays to Wednesdays starting on January 12th, 2000 because SmackDown had debuted August 26th, 1999 the same time as Thunder and at that point WCW were losing to the WWE in the ratings they were losing on Thursday. They were losing Thursday. They were losing Monday. And you go look 30 years later. WWE did the same thing with NXT, moving NXT from Wednesdays to Tuesdays because they couldn't compete with Dynamite. And there was a steady, steady decline. This decline in the ratings. Uh, this was this is was the nail in the coffin that would lead to. The demise of WCW. So on October 9, 2000, uh, WCW had moved a Thunder taping to Monday nights, the same night as Nitro. And after Nitro ended, they would tape Thunder. And this continued all the way up until uh, March 19, 2001, when they taped the last Thunder out episode. Brian Alvarez and R.D. Reynolds wrote in their book, The Death of WCW, that the reason behind the tapings was attendance at Thunder events had dropped considerably. Over the past 21 months. And like towards the end of the show's run, Thunder had become an anchor of TBS programming, a block called I Watch Wizards, which was tied to 
something interactive on TBS's website. You had to install a web, uh, web browser plugin. There was a whole bunch of stuff. But the final broadcast of Thunder was March 31st, 2001. So, Eric Bischoff, to save WCW, went, uh, tried to purchase the company with Fusion Media Ventures. The offer had been accepted, but then the new Turner Broadcasting executive, Jamie Kellner, announced that when he arrives, Thunder and WCW were just done. They were immediately canceling um, any programming on TBS. Bischoff's group withdrew, and that was it. Trademarks were gone, and the final episode was... WCW Worldwide that aired on March 31st, 2001. And that was the last we had wrestling on TBS until AEW. So there's the quick, quick rundown of Thunder. But let's, let's dive into it just a little bit more. Um, Thunder came at a time when it looked as though WCW was on his last legs. Um, even Wade Keller said Thunder kind of was the beginning of the end for WCW. And it's probably the best turning point that you could actually pick out. And that's not to say that there was all bad on Thunder, but definitely more bad more embarrassing things to happen on thunder how, how what what would what would you say is the most one of if not the most egregious world championship win some say jinder mahal some say Jack Swagger, Carrying Cross, but we all know, know what it truly is. David Arquette won the World Heavyweight Championship on Thunder. That happened. This was kind of a promotional thing. As WCW is a part of the Ready to Rumble movie and it was cross promotion and it just didn't work first besides the fact that ready to rumble opened up at sixth at the box office david arquette a celebrity becoming your becoming your world champion it's not not good And it was, it was a major, major thing. Like, at that time, David Arquette was a solid celebrity. This happened in, what, 2000? So we're coming off of, what, Scream 3, I believe? So he was a, he was a known commodity. Not, not... Good. Bret Hart's last in-ring appearance. 
prior to his really stupid ass WrestleMania match versus Vince happened on Thunder. That was supposed to be Bret Hart's big send-off, and it just wasn't good. And Bret was still good at that point. Terry Funk squash the kiss demon. <laughs> and you try and again just to remember. Some of the bad things. Goldberg punched a limousine. Punched the limousine window. You know what? You know, you know what the fallout was? It cut an artery in Goldberg's forearm so badly that the doctors feared he would need to amputate. He was out of action for several months. Just just use a, a trick window. Just just use a trick window. Terry Funk almost got killed by a horse in a match against Chris Candido. And lastly, probably the most embarrassing thing to ever happen on Thunder was Vince Russo making a creative decision. And this happened before the horse situation. There was a few going on between the Millionaires Club and the New Blood and the Let's Who Match where let let let's with evening where every match was fought by Vince by order of Vince Russo under New York rules. You know what that meant in this in this match type New York rules, no DQs, no refs, and the wrestlers had to count pinfalls themselves. The result, as you might expect, was just strange and stupid. Now, you could make it a match where it's knockout only. That'd have been that'd have been dope. You know what I mean? What else? Well, what else, what else, what else happened? AJ Styles wrestled on the very last episode of Thunder. Did you, did you, did you know that? Goldberg never lost a match on Thunder. Hogan wrestled 10 times on Thunder. Thunder also featured the only ever Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair match. And like I said before, Brett was supposed to be the face of Thunder and it just never happened. And Thunder in his first couple of months had higher ratings than Raw. This is the part where Raw was losing the Monday Night War. We know how that we know how we know how that turned out but there is some good that has happened on you know thunder we've had title changes before we even dive into that let's just check out some a little bit more backstage stories that we just can't believe truly happen remember you would think Eric Bischoff would be the one to come up with Thunder. No, it was Ted Turner. He 
was beating Monday Night and WWE, Monday Night Raw and WWE in the ratings. So why not? Why not have a second show? Raven got attacked mid promo. Like a fan jumped the barricade and pulled them out of the ring. For anything is Raven was going to do the same spot with Kane. And Raven being the legend that he is, the genius that he is, he sold it like it was scripted, not knowing that it was a fan. We won't even like do we really need to dive into the whole NWO thing? That's a story on to itself and the fact that nobody wanted to pay for thunder think about that think about that in today's day and age that somebody says i want a second show but i don't want to pay for it what and we know again know that it was vince russo that came up with the idea of david arquette winning the world championship but again it wasn't all bad for thunder again what ultimately doomed wcw what ultimately doomed them was just bad business practices and egos getting the way of everything making bad bad creative decisions but some of the best matches ever happened on thunder eddie Ray, LWO on Thunder time limit draw. This was to get Ray to join the LWO. Ironically, now raising the LWO. D Malico, Chris Benoit versus Horace Hogan and Brian Adams. Fantastic match. Ultimo Dragon versus Chris Jericho when WCW was just doing the Cruiserweight thing and doing it well. Two legends going at it. Eddie and Jericho versus Benoit Malenko, the Radicals, as we would know them. Man, oh man, oh man. Technical wrestling, seven Chris Jericho. Technical wrestling as we know it. Fantastic. Oh my God. This match would kill today. Jericho, Booker T, Hoovy versus Ultimo Dragon, Booker T, Chris Benoit. For I believe this one was for the world championship. Benoit and DDP versus Raven and Perry Saturn. Hooven 2 versus Ray. And Blitzkrieg and Kasayashi versus Hoovy and Silver King. Just great, great matches happened on Thunder. So it wasn't always all bad. It was just in the middle. Now, do you remember these things happening on Thunder? How about, how about, how about, how about Randy Savage saving the Millionaire's Club? Remember this New Blood versus Millionaire's Club feud? And who was in the Millionaire's Club? Let's just take a quick look at that faction. We had Horace Hogan, Terry Funk, Brian Clark, Sting, Lord, Sid Vicious, DDP, Brian Adams, Lex Luger, Scott Steiner, Miss Elizabeth, Kevin Nash, Kurt Henning, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Those are just 
legends those are just amazing names but again too much of a good thing can be fatal for you how about brett versus terry funk's rematch from the retirement show that happened on thunder and come on how, how can y'all forget how don't turn your back on the wolf pack the wolf pack theme song debuted on thunder now i i it's so crazy the wolf pack theme song and the original nwo theme song are just great i just i love both of the miss elizabeth solo victory came on thunder with defeating ronda singh eric bishop challenged risky man he just challenged him to a match out of a WCW review. That happened. That's wild and weird. Or Brett and Goldberg winning tag team championships together? Happened on Thunder. Sherry Martel returned and Sting got stripped of the WCW championship of Thunder. So we've had some highs with some great, great matches. We've had some moments where you just like, that? Wait, hold on. That happened? That happened, my guy? yeah so the second second show is good you know what i mean tv tv shows get spinoffs all the time and if you're doing great in the ratings you get a second show you get a second movie wrestling you get a second show wdve has raw nxt and smackdown aw it's about to get their third show with Collision. And Thunder is a good lesson in what not to do. Don't do it. So it's going to be tough with AEW having a Saturday show at 8 p.m. What happens with their pay-per-views what happens with their house shows you know what i mean when will they do the tapings will they go live will they tape shows and then air them on saturday which i think they're doing that as well so i am very 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 much curious into what they ultimately will be doing and i i i want collision to do well i do i very much would like collision to do well because AEW has a really big roster and i just love wrestling let me know what you guys think but that's our show thank you as always for listening as always for watching Next week, we'll have the AEW Collision Review. Be on the lookout for the channel update video, which will be coming this week. Um, I'm excited to share share with you all what I've got going on. Don't forget to check out the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations on 52, underscore 52 on Instagram, the 215 on Twitter, Coffee, Patreon, and as always, Zia Lee, Wendy Chu, Bailey, Isla Dawn, Shotzi Blackheart, Willow Nightingale, and Gigi Dolan. Holla at your boy. Peace.